Hey kids, it's your old pal Gorag the Slayer, pre-recorded live from Atomic Age Studio in beautiful Pasadena, Texas. If you want to take part in the show, that is, news stories, friend questions, you know the drill. You can email us at rotwpodcast at gmail.com. Uh, also, if you can subscribe and review on iTunes, we could buy some hair plugs for Stimpy's tits, because I think someone's been rubbing them raw lately, and, you know... They're either bleeding or the hair's falling out, I don't know. I'm not a doctor, but they don't look good. So, help Stimpy out by buying some custom pin-on buttons. Available at a reasonable price at LoneStarButtons.com. Do you have a round, circular design that you want made into a custom pin-on button? Well, if you do, and you want it in multiple sizes and shapes... Wait, that doesn't make any sense. If you want them in multiple sizes, because they're round, you don't need multiple shapes. Send an email to info at LoneStarButtons.com. Lone Star Buttons offer all of their products are made in... All of Lone Star Buttons products are made in the USA in multiple sizes and shapes. The guy making them for you is named Adam Stimpy Jones, who I mentioned before. And he's got tons of experience, and he's easy to work with. Unlike me, who I will throw a bloody... And I mean bloody tirade and smash all of this equipment if anybody gets on my nerves in the slightest bit. But yeah, he's really reliable and uh, Lone Star Buttons is a small business so you can count on all of that money going into that guy's pocket. Not in some offshore bank accounts that are hidden from taxpayer eyes. Anyway, if you want to give that guy a call, you can call at 281-798-1996. Tell him Gorag sent you, and you want to suck on his bleeding tits. And remember, each one of his nipples feature the Gorag seal of approval. Sorry about this shitty commercial, but I promise the show's a lot better. Hey everybody, thanks for listening to episode 61 of Revenge of the World podcast. I am your host, Gabriel Dieter. Um, my co-host tonight, the lovely Mike The Rodriguez. Oh, thank you. <laughs> lovely. <laughs> How's it going, dude? Uh, pretty good, pretty good. It's been, what? One week since you looked at me. <laughs> oh, <okay>. Jesus. Um... <laughs> Fuck, dude. Yeah, uh, I fucked everything up. We t- we talked a- quite a bit before the show, and now we have nothing. Nothing to say. To say. Yeah. So With let's it. go right into friend question. <laughs> Just kidding. <laughs> no. So what you been up to? Uh, nothing. Making losing podcast. Oh, it's I always so much have fun. a backup. I know we're doing that tonight, just in case. Um, what's up with you? Let's uh, start off with you. Yes. So I'm gearing up for a bit of the old uh, move in, move out. Oh shit! Yeah, I uh, finally cool. got a place. I don't, I don't care for it too much. Really, but it ain't terrible. It's it's something to where it's a habitat, but I don't. I'm not feeling it. Oh man! But there is so little around, and they were the first to accept our application. I was like, ah, fuck. Uh, so I'm moving a little bit further south and against the coast. So that's that. What town? 
Uh, it's called Baycliff. Oh, okay. You know where that's at? Uh, Bayview. It's between here and Galveston, right? Yeah. It's closer to League City. Um, Bayview, South Shore. No. Nope. Seaport, Laporte. I don't know. Laporte, yeah. Okay, well, Laporte's I mean, Laporte. But it, like right there. Yeah. So if you take 225 to, to 146, which 225 ends, I think, mm-hmm. and you just drive along the coast, it eventually gets to Bay, Baycliff. The, the third coast? Or are we talking ship channel? Uh... I believe it. I don't. I don't. <laughs> <laughs> you haven't gotten the lay of the land yet. I have not. Um, I told. I told my buddy. Uh, I showed him a map of where I was gonna move, and I showed him. I'm like, here's Bay Cliff. Okay, now on the map, I want you to click zoom out until you start to see the Beltway. And it was like five or six or seven clicks. Dang. I was like, yeah, dog. So you got to commute now. <clears throat> uh, a little bit. Hopefully, it's not too much more. <sighs> Basically, the, the most traffic I get to is between a certain section of 45, and I'm going to have to go through that anyway, but once I'm on 45 and I pass up, my current uh, exit is El Dorado, and about two exits after that, all of a sudden, the freeway is like open for business again, mm. and you can start going 50, you know, the speed limit, 50, 60, and so it's not going to be too bad, hopefully. Crossing them Crossing fingers. The yeah, I was going to knock on the, on the <laughs> Don't table, but you... Uh, you advise me not to bang around the furniture while I'm talking. Well, let's talk about uh, Houston Latino Film Festival. Oh, yeah. Because you were actually there. I was there. It was awesome. And uh, we did a show covering it. Okay, so I had a show with Chris Steininger actually covering Houston Latino Film Festival. Uh. Excuse me. Um, for those that don't know, I just had to pause the show to chase my cat into the other So they're room. wondering why you're out of breath all of a <laughs> yeah. sudden? Yeah. Um, yeah, Houston, the Houston Latino Film Festival. We did a show covering it, uh, which was the original episode 60, and it got corrupted. Ugh. So I had to dump it. Well, I didn't dump it. It just disappeared. <laughs> <laughs> disappeared into the d- digital ether? Fuck! Um, so yeah, since you were actually there, you'd probably be better at talking about it than Chris was. I don't remember any of it. God damn it. <laughs> no, what's up? No, it's pretty. It was a quality film festival, wouldn't you say? Oh yeah, they, it was a lot. I saw a lot of great short films, full length films, documentaries. It was great. You were there all Saturday. Yes, all day and into the evening. Into the eve. Yes, it was. It was physically like I know I was sitting on my fat ass the whole time, <laughs> but it was like I don't know, mentally exhausting. I guess. Oh yeah, imagine how I felt. <laughs> Yeah, it was like the ultimate like Mexican film and chill. I dealt that shit. I dealt with that shit from Friday. Yeah. Oh yeah. Friday night, all day Saturday, because I was doing, I was hosting the Q and A's, mm-hmm. and I thought I would need you and another person to help. Uh, and then we hold show up microphones. And, yeah, we show up and they're like, Nah, you don't need that shit. Nah, we'll do it. No problem. Hey, it's cool. I got. Which, I got I think free it access. Would, I think it, yeah, exactly. You and uh, Kara and just helped coordinate a lot of it, mm-hmm. so she got a free uh, free badge too. But if, if I'm not involved uh, next year, I will definitely get a ticket because it was pretty. Awesome. It's an international film festival. Mm-hmm. It doesn't matter what language it is. I mean, there's subtitles on every. So if you didn't get to go, people of Houston, maybe you can go next year. Oh yeah. Even well, though- they sold out of their uh passes i heard i believe they're gonna move to another venue that makes sense because that it was pretty packed uh once the afternoon started rolling in right so you know the the morning was the short films and some people missed them but once once about noon time started cranking up everybody was super friendly in the crowd too oh yeah when i was doing q a's everybody clapped for everything 
uh, it was very into it. it was a generous audience. Um, I don't know anything stand out. I have a couple things like uh, Friday. I was <laughs> Jesus. I oh was yeah, well your first one. Yeah, yeah. Super nervous uh, to get on stage for the first time because I mean I had been a singer for some bands and that was completely a different experience because I had no one up there with me you know mm-hmm. and uh i thought it was gonna puke and or have a heart attack oh no <laughs> uh, the minutes before I, I went on the stage uh were pretty uh were you getting lightheaded uh i i was kind of seeing spots it was uh oh no you, pretty, you're making my nuts. heart palpitate right now <laughs> no 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 but after that yeah. every experience got better and better um yeah. and by the end of you know the doc the documentary um was on sunday, they showed right? sunday yeah. i was fine i said my goodbye and yeah i would, I would have liked to have gone done. sunday too but it was they scheduled it on easter weekend so like easter i couldn't go anywhere i had yeah family I, stuff i was thinking uh you know because i'm kind of pessimistic about some things i was thinking the worst about having it on easter weekend but they had a really good was, turnout though. it was a great turnout they're those casual Catholics. They only go to church <laughs> twice a week. Yeah, they'll they'll go to <laughs> confession for it. I'm sure. Um, opening night, they featured. I mean, literally took cojones to show a, uh, I guess, transsexual movie mm-hmm. for opening night. And I mean that that set the tone right off the bat that this wasn't going to be a, a conservative, yeah, type uh, film fest at all. And uh, you know, I'd I'd heard all about it. I was I was actually standing outside trying to calm my nerves, you know, by talking to people, and they were they were telling me that the movie pretty much opened with full frontal nudity. And I swear to God, like not a couple minutes later, some girl walked out of the uh, theater, mm-hmm. and she walked she walked out towards out of the lobby, out of the front door. I held the door open for her. It's like she didn't even see me. She just made a straight line Beeline, for the garbage yeah. can and puked her guts up. I was like, uh, wow. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know if uh, that was because of what she saw, or maybe she just wasn't feeling well. But it's she was probably sick. They were they were serving beer, yeah, free beer that night. Oh, yeah. um, it was a big party beforehand, so I hope the uh, beer made her sick and not seeing dick and balls on a woman. <laughs> I don't know. Um, what else? 2016. Oh, there were there were there were some technical difficulties during the show. Oh, but they were. You were there for that, right? On the second day? Yeah. Well, the, the, the Skype call. The Skype stuff. Yeah. Was... That was rookie Skyping mistake, which is, if you're going to Skype somebody, you have to ha- wear headphones. Yeah. Because yeah. if it picks up, if your microphone picks up your speakers, you get the loop back and it starts right. getting loud. And Right. So that happened. Uh, I don't know. There was there was uh, something Sunday, too, that happened. But, man, for the first festival put mm-hmm. on by these guys, oh, they yeah. did a great job. Oh, yeah. I mean, it was very organized. Uh, I mean, Jess had a big part in that, but just like these guys were on top of everything that went wrong. You know, mm-hmm. the nobody like threw their hands up in the air and started crying and like fucking left running left the out the theater and puking, yeah. <laughs> except for that one gal. Uh, no, it was it was uh they did an admirable job. Oh, yeah, Pedro, Dave, and Dave did a Dave and yep. Dave, Dave yeah. and David, Dave and David did a good job. 
Um, let's see. I had good experience. I, I met, uh, we met, uh, the Pedro, Pedro Vivas Hernandez. Yes. Who was and a director and star and writer of one of the shorts. El Pana Gringo. Yes. And, uh, great short. And he was, he was a cool dude, man. We're gonna, we're gonna have him, uh, we, we did an interview with him for the show and we're gonna play that for our tinfoil tirade. Ooh. Cause you guys got a little crazy. <laughs> a little tinfoily. Yeah. Um, uh, oh, there was a, uh, there was a guy peeing in the bathroom. Well, which he should be doing. Yes, yes. But he was also singing really loud. And uh, I did a little recording on my phone, so I might play that. Nice. I'm going to play what, that. What, what the, was he singing? Uh, a Morrissey song? Right. No, I can't remember the tune right now. But uh, it was great. I should have recorded more, but I thought he had stopped. So I stopped my phone. <laughs> and then he kept going, like really got into it. And I, I'm kicking myself right now. Um, uh, we also did another interview with a guy named Dr. Rose. Rosenfeld, and he was a whistleblower for the L.A. County Hospital who was performing... Um, forced sterilizations? It wasn't forced. It was more like uninformed. Oh, um, they were doing it without the ladies knowing that they were doing it. Yes. Okay. In some cases. In some cases, they just didn't know what that meant, and they mm -hmm. signed the paper anyway. Uh, it was a very dark story, um, and I think, I think they're showing that documentary on PBS. You might be able to find it on YouTube or something but it's a really great documentary uh um, what's it called no mas bebes okay no more babies i guess yeah that translates but it was a great uh it was a great documentary and we got to i got to interview the uh the doctor that was the whistleblower for la county hospital and uh he answered some he's i don't know if he didn't he wasn't very relaxed during the interview uh, mm -hmm. That might have been my part because we didn't really have much small talk. He just kind of came in oh, gotcha, gotcha. and I was like, all right, let's do this, you know. And I forget, I forget, man, that not everybody's done this. Mm -hmm. And he hasn't talked to the media. He's only talked to this documentary filmmaker who probably put him at ease over the whole thing. Because in the documentary, he's actually, uh, you know, very forthcoming on, on all the information. So I guess we'll, we'll play that now and uh, we'll come back with some, uh, what, news. Okay. Sounds great. All right. Okay, uh, ladies and gentlemen, I'm sitting here with Dr. Bernard Rosenfeld. Welcome. Thank you. Thank you for coming. I, I saw the uh, documentary last week, and the I was very upset. <laughs> and I think most people that, that watch the documentary are going to be upset. But just off the bat, thank you so much for stepping forward and, and telling people about it when it happened. Uh, do you want to give some background on the story, or would you like me to do that? Sure. <laughs> Tell me if I get anything wrong. Okay. Um, in the you worked in the uh, in uh, L.A. County Hospital in the late '60s, early '70s, correct? Yeah, early '70s. Okay, and uh, at that time, L.A. County had a a policy in place, but it wasn't a written policy. It was just a practice of performing tubal ligations uh, without an informed consent from the the patient, correct? Um, yeah, they didn't have any. They they didn't have any regulations to prevent you know sterilization of these operating, right. and it just depended how racist a particular doctor was, or oh, wow. how strong they felt about population control. Okay, okay, that's very important. Um, 
I was going to ask you, in, in today's political climate, is there a danger of this happening again, do you think? Oh, absolutely. Yeah. yeah. I mean, yeah, the regulations, uh, even in the 80s when they followed up, weren't being followed. Their only um, penalty was non-payment from the government. And, oh, wow. But nobody was really following. Uh, so was there, there was no enforcement of the law? Yeah, very little. Okay. Wow. Um, yeah. I'm sure if you ask even hospitals in Houston what regulations they have. They wouldn't they, know offhand. N- no. Okay. They would okay, take policy. So you saw something wrong and you did something about it. How were you punished for that? Because no whistleblower that I know of has gotten away scot-free, even though there's there's laws in place to protect them now. But back then, what you were persecuted by your industry. Yeah, kind more, of. more or less, yeah. Yeah. But like, uh, I had the, I mean, the ACLU had my case. Okay. It sort of right. stopped this. <laughs> okay. And they were, but if it wasn't for them, so, they were going after my license. Oh, okay. Um, the documentary kind of gets into to how you were put under a lot of pressure after you came forward, but can you give some specifics on that? Or No, I mean, mainly um, they filed a complaint to the medical board, oh. and then I had to wow. defend it. That's where the ACLU really helped. Did you lose any friends over it, or uh, <laughs> um, did people treat you differently afterward? Um, well, I didn't have that much contact. <laughs> Okay. With them. Okay. Um, did you realize the ramifications of, of what this case would have on people? Uh, I mean, of course you did. That's that's a silly question, but uh, or you wouldn't have come forward. But your name's in history now. These these things happened, and people know about it. And are you are you aware of that? Like, does that do you think about that? Uh, not on any daily end. Um, like the Southern Poverty Law filed a um, suit against um, HEW at that time, which is Health and Human Services now, mm-hmm. about that apparently, well, the government uh, had guidelines for sterilization because they knew it would be abused. Um, and Southern Poverty Law had um, these two Ralph sisters. One was 12 and the other was 14, who they sterilized mm-hmm. with federal government money without really consent. Wow. Um, and, you know, they're the ones that filed the suit that made um, HGW at that time at least disperse the guidelines. They actually had them, but they never. Okay. Um, so at least they were dispersed. Did Did any of the doctors involved in this uh, lose their practice? Or no, no, nothing happened to them at all. No, they just continued on their way. Uh, did Did sterilization continue after after the case that you know of? Yeah, I. You know, once again, I, I work with this uh, Ralph Nader company. Okay. Um, that um, you know, we're trying to see if the guidelines were being implemented and you know on their follow-up maybe about 30 percent of the time oh wow um they so there were cases after that oh yes yeah because the the same thing happened to blacks in the south uh in the early 60s right or well even at that time even at that time well yeah the ralph sister oh african american yeah um the documentary had mentioned that it wasn't just minorities that this was happening to it was basically just poor people uh, is yeah. that was that a common? Yeah, I think that's that's correct. Okay. Um. Uh. What do you do now? I'm actually do tubal ligation reversals. That's what I, <laughs> I, I'd heard that. Uh, and uh, yeah, I have a regular practice. Okay, that's great. That that must be very satisfying <laughs> to kind of. Uh, yeah. I think 
we have some <laughs> children trying to get it. Um, is there anything you want to put out there that uh, that people might not know about? I'm sorry. Oh, I'm sorry. I didn't know that was locked. I apologize. I didn't know you guys were in here. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Sorry. Okay. No problem. I keep interrupting all of your meetings. No problem. Well, I mean, it'd be good for someone to follow up to see if the county hospitals right. are following these guidelines. Right. I don't think they are. Well, at the very least, the, the forms are in different language. That's correct. So yeah. it's all kind of depending on literacy at this point uh, and a knowledge of what. I mean, I was floored when I, I, I saw a woman in the, in the documentary say that she thought the sterilization meant a cleaning and... I don't under I don't understand because it wasn't my time back then. I can't put myself in that position to understand why a decision like that would be made. Uh, well, also just the very name of it, like a tubal ligation, sounds like you could untie it. Right. Right. Tie your shoes. Right. Yeah, Tubes um, tied. Yeah. Um, so that's a, you know like a vasectomy. It's not a, a ligation. Mm-hmm. You know, actually, it's a salpingectomy. It's a, you remove a piece of the tooth, so even the name is sort of um, not. It's not clear. Yeah, I mean, be like at least tubal sterilization or right. you know, a ligation sounds like just. Yeah. Uh, so tell me how how do you reverse something like that? Because the the tubes are cut, correct? Oh yeah, no, it's very tedious. You have to use extremely fine suture and takes hours. Oh wow. Yeah, I mean the tubes are about the size of a. Wow. Okay. <sighs> well. Uh-huh. at Santa Barbara. So, and she spent years doing it because, I mean, uh, they came by and talked to me for maybe it was two years before, but but she spends a long time. I mean, she's very, very skilled. Yeah. I just realized. Some of yeah. the footage uh, from that time period, I, I don't know how you would get a hold of something. Oh, yeah. I guess that's how the documentary film, you know, um, and I'm sure she had some students help her, but it was, I mean, I'm sure she found hundreds of hours Right. of all this and was able to put it in, you know, an hour and a half or so. Right. You know, I mean, it, it's incredible skill. I mean, she is... Um, before, I, I hit, before I hit stop on this, uh, I'm sorry I didn't no. yet... Are you afraid of if if you put stuff in the in the chronicle uh, that something's going to happen or uh, nothing you, positive? <laughs> going, that's but, true. but that's you know. But I, I you know I'm, I'm I wasn't that worried then. There's no reason I should be that worried. Right. Well, I was. I I don't know why, but I got the feeling that if you did say something, you would be shunned in your in your field. And it reminds me of like when uh, if a police officer sees some uh, another cop doing something wrong and he says something about it, you know, he's he's going to get shit on. Yeah, sort of <laughs> a code of silence. Right, right. And there does that exist in the medical community? Yes. Yes. Okay. <laughs> that makes sense. I mean, there's repercussions for for opening your mouth no matter what you do. That that's all the questions I had for you. Uh, thank you so much for giving me a few minutes, and can't wait to, to see can't wait to see uh, the documentary a second time. And I'll I'll be conducting the Q and A with the audience. So okay, I'll have your back on that. <laughs> thank you. All right, thank you. We all know what time it is. It's time for the news with Gabriel Dieter and friends. Thank you.
Okay, so the Panama Papers, we're going to open with this because it has ramifications through the whole world. Um, papers were leaked to... See, I don't know all of the facts of the story, but I do have the basic. Um, papers from uh, a law firm called Masak uh, Fonseca were leaked, and it basically is a list of 100 world leaders or some shit like that. It was like over a, a billion documents. Wait, it's, it says it says here 2.6 terabytes, 11.5 million documents, 214,000 shell companies. Yeah, so that's fucking a lot. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, and they're, they are the fourth largest firm to to do this to create shell companies mm -hmm. and, uh, and that, that was brought up upon upon by the have the uh i can't speak right now the panama free trade thing that congress pushed through huh i'm not there's sure that, there's that connection where the, there's a free trade that they open up trade with panama okay and when it happened it, i know this because i i follow some dank bernie memes <laughs> all right uh and they were talking about how five years ago he was like hey this panama thing is messed up but because this is a very small nation and they really don't produce much. So why do we need to open trade? What they do excel in is shell companies right. and shit like moving your money off to a, a offshore basically yeah. so you don't have to pay tax right and all that well like you said it, it, it came about they had this leak and like putin's on there putin's on there the king of saudi arabia's on there yeah. uh i mean not turkey um i'm trying to think of what country from uh, iceland Some, the uh, yeah. prime minister of iceland mm -hmm. um i mean it's just comp these are people that have opened up accounts with them right or have yes. shell comp corporations with them and they're they're tax haven i mm -hmm. mean you're you're not paying taxes on all this shit mm -hmm. and it's an industry that is estimated to be worth 20 all right this is a big number 20 mm -hmm. trillion <laughs> dollars <laughs> bigger than our national debt that's 20 trillion dollars that money are that not being, being taxed. paid taxes on god damn. and that's not well low taxes i think tax See, haven is either tax-free or low taxes because uh, i'm pretty sure panama's seeing some of that cheddar well what you're what you're doing is investing investing your money overseas and mm -hmm. the that money's not being taxed mm. it's like a, a loophole but and obama uh mm -hmm. supposedly shut down the loophole through the treasury department today but there were not any u.s names on this fourth largest firm so basically that didn't do anything not found yet no i mean there's no fucking way there's no americans on them well unless they're being suppressed there might be but they weren't in the top yeah. names that that were named yeah because putin's gonna take up you know most of yeah. this story but this was only the fourth largest yeah who do you think's taking for, up for the largest first globally largest? or in panama uh globally okay um i mean we've there've got there has to be pe people at the top or fuck man i bet even corporations can do this since they're considered oh, yeah. people i don't know it's gonna have far-reaching ramifications oh yeah there's gonna be people I would be riding in the streets if I knew that billionaires were not sheltering. paying their fucking taxes. Yeah. Well, we already know they're not doing that. Well, anyway. yeah, that's <laughs> that's duh. But Taxation, having proof yeah. of it and yeah. having it thrown in your face <clears throat> is a fact. That's a totally different thing. And you, who knew it was twenty trillion dollars? Yeah. You think it's like hundred billion yeah. between yeah. a thousand people? You know, it's fucking crazy. Mm -hmm. You never think about. And that it's stuff. not fucking. It's not fair. I'm paying my taxes mm -hmm. you're paying yours uh plumbers uh electricians 
Oh, they got to deal we with Indian dudes, if, yeah. If we try to hide cash... Oh, no, we'll all be in jail right now. We'll be in jail. Yeah. We'll be... We will owe so much in tax, back taxes, mm-hmm. and if we don't pay it, we go to prison. Well, you know about Walmart, right? What about it? How they have these tax loopholes, and they we have corporate welfare, and they pay, like, fucking zero taxes, and yeah. they're making billions of dollars off the backs of their fucking underpaid ro- workers. Yes. Nobody gives a shit. Right. But the people that do give a shit, their they, voices are being stifled. Yeah, uh, I don't think Walmart's behind, or even a drop in the bucket. Well, no, but I mean, I don't know. And I don't know. This stuff's coming to a head. It has to be. I don't think they have the ability to hide this kind of money. Now, maybe the Walton family has that kind of money Mm -hmm. to hide stuff, but Walmart as a corporation, I I think all that has to be above the table. And this is just rumors, but they were talking about Hillary Clinton uh, apparently having $50 million discrepancy between what she said she had and what she had. And something about the... No, that was as Secretary of State. She lost... She lost 50 billion no 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 no. i don't mean like for the state i mean how much money she has was a 50 million dollar 50 million or million million okay with the m yeah well and that what else did i read that the william is this like middle name jefferson wjc corporation could be one of the um william jefferson clinton what's his middle name is it start with the jefferson okay yeah they said that the the w JC Corporation is one of could be one of these uh, shell corporations that are out in Panama. But I mean, they haven't found the evidence. But people are like, oh, now that this thing's leaked, eventually some shit's gonna come out. And they said, oh, because do you think this is connected to her private server? As far as the leak goes, I don't think so. But I I remember seeing a news article that had, and I I should have read up on it more in just glance, had a screenshot of an email being sent. They used the word she in there. Mm -hmm. But they're like, okay, that she is Hillary Clinton, and they're talking about some corporation that they have out there. Or it's either that or, or the fact that she's trying to push legislation so that these things continue so that they're not looked in hmm. which i don't know G- given her track hey man, record i don't I, I wouldn't doubt it with these huge bills that get passed mm-hmm. it could be in there Snuck anyway in there, yeah. it could already be done mm-hmm. it's just it being brought into the light of day how blatant oh, it yeah. is you can only imagine that, mean, that obama shame. knew about this shit for a while but he waited until shit hit the fan and be like okay well i'll turn off the you know what i mean, mean? That's a rea- that's a reactionary thing. That's to, what, yeah. to me, there's no such thing as patriotism in the billionaire class if they mm-hmm. don't pay their taxes. Yes. Because No man, if you don't that's if fucked. you do not tax them, they spend that money and they create jobs, you son of oh, a bitch. Yeah. That's that's and how it I'm fucking, being paid. It trickles down to you and I. <laughs> the job yeah. they're job creators. And if you stifle them by taxing them the same amount that you tax us, that's bullshit. That's unpatriotic. Hey man, the French Revolution, they <laughs> they took those people in the streets and mm-hmm. cut their heads off. That was in France. If America finds out that yeah. we're we're working <laughs> half of our year to pay taxes and these fucks don't, mm-hmm. that's gonna be some serious shit. You're gonna it's, have it's gonna be the purge. A mass revolt. Hopefully these pussies will stand up and do something. <laughs> about it. Hopefully these pussies will not be pussies. <sighs> You're, hope, you, you're too hopeful, sir. Yeah, I know. Hopefully the FBI will... Uh, <laughs> <laughs> the Hopefully FBI they'll all be prosecuted. <laughs> and there's not a single senator that is going to do some shadow stuff in the background to protect their cronies. No. Um. Yeah, Jesus. It, it doesn't take that many people to form a grand jury. Oh. <sighs> 
I don't know what good it's going to do. Anyway, on to the next story. Uh, there was a hungry sinkhole in China. Oh, yes, you there was. You have some details on this story. I do. I do, I do. I lots do. and lots of details. Oh, yeah. It's a very short story. It does have a video. I would like to watch it after we talk about it. Okay. The picture looked pretty damn cool. There was a pond in in China's uh, the autonomous region. I don't know what that means. But there was a pond and a sinkhole just sprang up and it, a, a local fisherman lost 21, 25 tons of fish. Wow. And it basically, this thing just like out of nowhere opened and they think a quarry might be involved. A nearby quarry, some kind of rocks and blah, blah. Anyway, it opens up and eventually drains the entire fucking lake along with the fish in the hole. Nice. Oh, yeah. And the, the most fucked up thing is 20, 25 tons of fish. The financial loss is $75,000. Yes. <laughs> 75 grand for how many? 25 tons of 25 fish. 25 tons. Those must be yen? <laughs> no, these are American dollars, man. That, Jesus. China is so, like... Weird. It's... Well, I always talk about this stuff, but, like, seeing videos of safety accidents, uh-huh. there's, like, one where a guy rams into an elevator, yeah. and the thing just... He's on a scooter. Yeah, yeah. And he's pissed I off, and that. he just goes in there, and the guy fucking died. I mean, he just yeah. falls right in there, yeah. and there's no safety. There was I've seen one where... A woman has a child on an escalator, and all of a sudden she gets caught in it, falls into it, and then throws her son at somebody, and then proceeds to fucking die in this fucking escalator. Damn. And, like, there's so many people there that they don't value life like they do here. It's I've, really fucked up. I have up. always said, yeah, life is cheap when there's a billion <laughs> people in a country. <laughs> and it's, like, it's crazy, because, okay, when I see that, when I see the traffic accident, accidents that happen that could be avoided, and just to see their like shit happens and people just keep walking by they're like hey whatever Mm -hmm. ain't me you know it's really it's really strange but um, but that goes along with like i would have expected 25 tons of fish to be worth more than seventy five thousand, especially if it drains the whole lake and you have no more source of income from that lake yeah but is that retail value (laughs) damn (laughs) i don't know man i don't know china's weird china's really fucking weird because they're trying to build metropolises to hold all their people, but they don't have fucking regulations about how to build shit. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. if they did... They don't follow them, for sure. They don't follow them. And if they wanted to follow them... There's no repercussion for not. Right. Yeah. I mean, it's, it's China's weird. Yeah. It, they're going to hold... I would never move there, ever. No, fuck no. I, I had a friend that, like, his wife was getting into position at her job where she was... They were going to start, like, making her travel around the world mm-hmm. and one of the places was china i was like oh, fuck no that's that's a place where you have to step outside and wear a fucking gas mask yeah they're oh. selling canned air yeah oh they are yes <laughs> well they probably figure hey all those idiots in america are buying bottled water it's i say that as i had the space bottled water balls. it's space balls for <laughs> real um yeah they're selling canned air they're they're polluting like crazy uh i don't know it's just weird it's just weird that's all i can say about china um I, I do apologize to any of our Chinese audience. Uh, your country is great, and oh, uh, I'm not. I'm not saying you know the people aren't great or the country. The country's not great. I'm just saying it's weird. Yeah. It's got it's got different, totally different shit going on than we do. Yeah, and it's trying to become similar to us, but they have. But no, they don't have the infrastructure for it. They don't have the infrastructure. They don't. They don't have the. Well, the regulations, they don't have the... Well, it's the a, shit, it's shit a, needs to happen for you to do... For you, for you to elevate yourself. Yeah. You gotta have the foundation there. I don't think the foundation's not there uh, politically. Well, they exploded you know? into yeah. 
an industrial yeah. chaos. That <laughs> I mean, they're building shit so fast just to provide us with products mm-hmm. that they're polluting their air and water mm-hmm. just to to make money for their country. And I, I'm, fucking... I'm partly to blame because sometimes I buy that really really cheap shit from China. Yeah. Well, well, like, oh, it's a it's a you know USB cord. It's a fucking dollar. You have to wait about six weeks to get it, but it's a dollar with shipping. Yeah, free. I, I gotta admit, I lost my stylus for my phone. <laughs> and uh, you got a Chinese one? I bought a Chinese one. <laughs> You'll get it in about a couple months. Yeah, it's supposed to be here in the next week. Uh, uh, it's gonna it's gonna be. Trust me, when you buy stuff from China, it'll be stuck in customs for like a couple weeks. Nah, with no updates. Nah. Oh yeah, I've had that happen. No, they uh the media package usually goes pretty quick um speaking of china hey china do something about your boy kim jong-un uh-oh how's <laughs> that their boy because they're they're a, they're a fellow communist nation and uh oh they're not as crazy they're as... they're friends with okay. with north korea not friends but they're allies okay so anyway kim jong-un is fucking threatening to nuke seoul Damn. with they've done they made an animated short or some kind of commercial or or something that shows seoul being destroyed by a nuclear explosion uh they're they're so playing with fire yeah they're so playing with fire because they're threatening the u.s last week yeah they're threatening our allies this week uh i said it's all a facade there i i said i think on the lost episode that there's got to be somebody behind the scenes like really egging that guy on to say crazy shit and do crazy shit because that country's starving to death and on the other side of the fucking border is like a very prosperous nation you know and they're supposed to be one country did you hear about that guy what uh there was a some dumbass college student went to north korea yeah 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 that's been stole a flag that's been in our news (laughs) oh yeah yeah yeah. and 15 years of manual labor yeah hard labor hard manual labor that's that north korea is not a country i want to ever visit in my life he's either gonna be uh underground in a mine Oh, yeah? Pulling minerals out of the earth. Uh, that's probably what he's going to be doing. Giving Kim Jong-un sponge baths? Uh, that's what I call hard labor. <laughs> um, yeah, I don't know, man. That's crazy. Some uh, stiff tissue. I think, I think they even send workers to Siberia to work. They're in cahoots with the Russians? Yeah. I thought that they were, no? Yeah. Frenemies, at least? I, I think that it, Vice covered it a long time ago. And okay. uh, I think it was North Korea. It might have been China. Scandinavia. I think it it might have been China, but somebody was sending wor- uh, workers to Siberia, Siberia. Oh where they God. had built a town or yeah, a town that mirrored their country's whatever. Like they everything. Like this is a secondary in case shit goes down. No, they were just sent there as workers to mine and to be free labor. <gasps> Pretty nuts. Sorry, that I would tell Kim Jong Un that is too cold. Siberia <laughs> is too cold. I refuse to I'd work. I'd rather fucking I'd die. Rather fucking die. <laughs> you can put a pole up my ass and and put me on the border between North and South Korea. That's Whoa. fine. That's intense. <laughs> um, you had a story that a guy was arrested over a VHS tape. Oh yes, there was a dude in. Drum roll, please. Okay, there was a guy in North Carolina of all fucking places. North Carolina. He in 2002. He had rented 
uh, Freddie got fingered. Oh, no. Which I have a funny story after this. Not too funny, but um, he was a single dad. 14 years ago, he rented Freddie got fingered. He didn't return it. Had a warrant out for his arrest. I don't know if he knew it or not, but he was dropping off his girl at school. Dropping off his daughter at school. Uh-huh. And uh, police pulled him over because he had a broken brake light. Oh, man. So they pull him over and like, oh, shit, you got a fucking warrant. They allowed him to finish dropping off his daughter and he, quote unquote, turned himself in so he can go to jail now the fucked up part is is that this video store i believe it's called j and j vhs they've been out of business for a while <laughs> so it's they like had vhs in the title of their fucking store yeah yeah they've been out of business for a while <laughs> they've been out of business for a while we're not even on dvds anymore <laughs> and so he that's it. He's, he went to jail for it. Uh, but is he out now, or what's going on? I did on? not see that part of the report. This this came through about this week or last week. I haven't seen it. Wow. But it was, it was one of those you know nice little KSBJ puff pieces that they have on the news stories. <laughs> Don't believe what happened. But anyway, I was in college. Guy's doing 15 years hard time over a VHS. So day. you can't blame me uh, when I was at U of H. But Donald s- Trump's running for president yes. with his billions in the fucking game ends. Yes. <laughs> Man, all right. Okay, so Trump talks a lot of shit. I don't even think he has that much. I don't know. It's he, probably he's, it's probably he's all failed, in Panama, man. He's How failed get every a- one of his fucking businesses. That that mm-hmm. all has to be a front. Like all know. the money that he has is money that he'd had because his fucking daddy was rich. Like that dude has not had a venture where he profited. I don't know, man. Sometimes you make more money if your business if fails. You, if they go, are they bankrupt? Mm-hmm. Oh, God. Okay, so anyway, I was a young, impressionable college student, and I remember. Are we talking Freddie got fingered? Yes. Okay. So uh, at certain days of the week, every couple of months, every whatever, in, in the in the, I, was, I went to University of Houston, I had the U, U of H paper, and they would sometimes say, "Hey, go to." this building and get free passes to movie so there was a free pass if ready got fingered and i went my buddy uh gabriel espithia went to go see this fucking movie and we're in the theaters and there's the daddy which like some sausage scene comes up and i'm like fuck is this shit people started like leaving it was a free movie mind you uh-huh. they were throwing t-shirts in the audience and posters <laughs> people started leaving and then there's a scene spoiler alert <laughs> Spoiler alert for this 1994 yes. oh, movie. 2000 or 2001. Yeah. Woman gives birth and I believe he swings the baby by the umbilical cord like he's a fucking lasso. And I think he bites through the umbilical cord. That's that's what my mind remembers. And I remember at that point, I like 10 people just like fucking said, fuck this. It's a free movie. I'm getting the fuck out of here. And that was my story. And so... <laughs> I saw, saw it, I saw shirt, it for free. Being thrown back. Yeah, I saw it for free in a theater, and it's sad. <laughs> I stoop so low for free shit. Ladies and gentlemen, the look on Mike's face right now. <laughs> um, yeah, that's it for the news. Uh, let's see some friend questions. Yeah. So, Laura Darling asks, I got a flyer the other day about National Jelly Bean Day and National Pretzel Day in April. Seriously? Who comes up with this stuff? I now proclaim it National Draw Blank on this one day. Um, who comes up with bullshit holidays? It's probably Hallmark. <laughs> Hallmark. Who, who agrees to these things? I mean, I've seen like National Hot Dog Day, Nas- National Pretzel Day, it's National Pancake Day, Yeah, get your free pancakes. It's National James Coney Day. National BJ Day. Woo! Um, I mean, I'm very selective on <laughs> which ones. Which, which ones you give blowjobs to? Steak and BJ Day is what I meant. Uh, yeah, I'm not 
I barely. It's the powers I, that be to get, to keep the bourgeoisie to keep us. Let me tell you, down. I love the shit out of Jess Martinez, and I barely celebrate Valentine's Day because <laughs> I know that shit is a racket. It's you just, don't you don't shave your pubes until the shape of a heart. Yeah, but okay. I mean, it's just another. It's an <laughs> official opportunity to buy her flowers or yeah. whatever. Yeah, go to fucking I don't know Kelly's. Uh. <laughs> going to kelly's anyway i know um <laughs> okay your turn go for it okay <clears throat> christopher steininger asked why are the quote-unquote i'm not a robot end quote capture check boxes separate from the actual action button why can't the button itself determine the human interaction being made you got this one man i know <laughs> you went zero to ask about me. what the fuck you got i had my own about. answer and then my uh good old mentor uh-huh Danny Goode uh-huh. uh, posted the uh, Reddit link that I guess he got the question from because it was verbatim the question on Reddit. Okay. Um, I was going to say that it appears to me that you can fake the button being pushed through code, but you can't fake whatever code they use to produce the checkbox that you click on, you cannot. That w- that would be my simple answer to that. Okay. Um, I think we lost about a dozen listeners just now, but... Come uh, on, Doug! And so my, my, my professor, the, the Reddit link, somebody answered it because, of course, on Reddit, everybody knows what they're talking about, and they have to preface this by saying, <coughs> Source, I'm a doctor. <laughs> I believe that's ketchup in that hot dog. Source, I'm a pediatrician. Oh, man. So it's basically a widget made by Google, and it's easy for the bots to click on the button, but they can't click on the uh, checkbox. I don't know if you've ever seen. I, I know I've seen it because I use <clears throat> CAPTCHA is used by 4chan. Mm-hmm. And and it's very it's a very funny thing because the normal capture that I see on 4chan to post shit I don't know if this happens at all when you post on Reddit because I've never posted before mm-hmm. but on 4chan when you go to post something there is the little checkbox and you click on it and it says I'm not a robot yeah if you ha- if you are signed into your Google services mm-hmm. where they can actually track you. Mm-hmm. then all you have to do is click that little box and hit enter and it goes through but check it out if you, if you are come on dog if if you are not signed into google where they can track you have i done there <laughs> yeah, sorry if you're not signed into google where they can't track you yeah in addition to pushing that little fucking box another test comes up and it says there's a it's a grid of pictures and it says uh select all of them that contain a a, a cheesecake and there'll be pictures that have cheesecake streets dogs and you select the ones that have the cheesecake mm-hmm. and you hit enter that's a two-step process so that bothers me because it, basically google's saying hey if you're logged into all of our shit all you gotta do is push this little checkbox but if you're not logged into this shit where we can track your every fucking move you have to do a little extra just to post a goddamn comment hmm. but that's the that's the modern captcha you remember captcha captcha used to be for google at least they used to use a service where they had i don't know if you knew this or not i'm sure you've been aware of it they would have blurry wavy text and you would mm-hmm. guess what it said yeah okay you know what that was those were books actual like books with information that google was using its users to decipher what they fucking said i don't know if you knew that or not no they were so many people would guess it and and they would say okay well that word is definitely this word because you know out of a million people nine hundred thousand people said that it was this word really so they're using that to decipher some text yeah i don't know they stopped doing this years ago but we were working for google yes wow yes see you could have just cut to the chase (laughs) on that one that that's pretty amazing actually that's a really amazing thing it's it's funny to think about that but yeah i've accepted google as my overlord for it's been well over five or six years i know that 
everything I'm doing is going to them, but like I've accepted it. Huh, nice. All right. Uh, Dennis Bateman asks, who I always read as Dennis Batman. Batman. Uh, how old would you be if you didn't know how old you are? <coughs> I would be 57 years old. I'd be like in the mid 40s. I, I feel old. Like, I don't know. I feel like an old man already. Yeah, me too. I think it's having a desk job. It just yeah. ages your body. I don't know. Think, I agree. Uh, inactivity for long periods during the day is no bueno. Um, how old would I be if I didn't look in the mirror and see my 21 year old face? <laughs> uh... <laughs> and stopped right there and didn't look below? Yeah. Um, I don't, I have no idea. I feel pretty goddamn old. Yeah. <clears throat> uh, Jason Petty asked, would you rather be a centaur or a merman? I would have to say centaur uh, for the sexual uh, answer of it has a big <laughs> horse dick, whereas a merman probably has a little tiny fish penis. Uh, see, I would probably go merman because water's gonna hold you. That shit's fucking awesome. Centaur, you gotta have back problems. Your spine is like what six feet long. Wait, it's has to be two spines. I don't, I don't know how the shit that works. I don't know, man. Centaur seems kind of cool. Centaur seems pretty cool, but being able to breathe underwater and swim like a fucking fish and but I, I there's guess, way less people in the ocean. Yeah. I guess being a centaur could be like owning a truck where like all your friends at some point <laughs> is going to embarrassingly ask you if they can get on it and get a ride. Yeah, that's not going to happen. <laughs> Dude, can I ride you? Uh, yeah, Come on, just, just stand behind me and I'll, I'll, uh, I'll kick you in the dick. Um, Steve Wigington asks, front row tickets to any band ever, past or present or future? <laughs> yeah, who are you going to go see? Uh, Beatles, Led Zeppelin, Misfits with Danzig, Nirvana. For me, it's SRV or Ramones. Depends on the day. Dennis Batman said he would go see Gigi Allen. Who is it for you? Who is it for you? Oh, fuck. Who is it know. for me? Um... I have to pick one. I I can't pick multiple, right? Mm, yeah. Well, front, as as a lover of them, I would I would take my girlfriend Crystal to go see Led Zeppelin. I think oh, we cool. have a mighty good time. We we both love the band. Uh, we kind of met while listening to them. It's our. Um, I would want to see Typo Negative one more time because they were a grade A phenomenal band. Uh, he died of heart problems way too early. He basically dug his own hole by doing a lot of drugs. Yeah. Uh, I'd probably want to go see the show where Chuck Berry played and then uh jerry lee lewis followed him oh dear that's fucking and he was like follow it or whatever he said follow it no no uh it was it was uh jerry lee lewis played first and then chuck berry had to go on at the great balls of fire chuck berry had to go on after jerry lee set his piano on fire oh great and he's like follow that (laughs) (laughs) i want to say motherfucker but i know he didn't say that back then Follow that motherfucker. Um, you got another one? I do. Oscar Ruiz. I believe I'm pronouncing that right. Oscar Ruiz. Ask, will he get the suck? And I'm not hip enough. I had to look up Urban Dictionary on this. And no, I will not be putting your penis. Sorry. Uh, you will not get the suck. Okay. Uh, ditto. <laughs> was that the question? That was the question. Okay. Uh, Chris Steininger asks, how is big data changing history? Uh... I don't know exactly what he's talking about. Is he talking about cell phone companies? I had to... I believe he is also trying to stump me again today. I had to Wikipedia it. Big data is basically um, data groups, sets of data that is so large that our um, current computational power can't um, process the data for reports, I guess. It's like you're gathering so much shit that our current technology can't put it all together. It's like terabytes, 
petabytes. Is that the one afterwards? Mm-hmm. It's like really large bits of information that uh, you you basically need a network to even like you're basically taking little chunks. I think that's what big data is, as far as Wikipedia was. What uh, <clears throat> I, I I think it might. Is there an example of what that is? Or I couldn't find anything useful. I think it might be just the fact that information's being gathered on everything. Mm-hmm. Is that what, whether or not it's actually being uh, processed and reliable stuff is being pulled from it? Mm-hmm. I don't know, but it's it's more or less like okay. One example was that I saw was big data in the UK how they can track uh, drugs leaving the pharmaceutical companies to who's receiving the drugs to how the drugs got shipped and when they received hmm. that takes a lot of data because you you're, you're looking at uh, several companies involved several sets of data being pulled together as one big thing that was one example and it might be like a big brother thing like a well, everything's you, connected and you heard about the the NSA uh, having their that data center in I think Nevada mm-hmm. where they're using like fucking 50,000 gallons of water a day oh, to cool it to keep it cool yeah I mean I wonder what the fuck I mean it's got to be aliens it's all crazy oh yeah alien course. technology yeah <laughs> I think that's enough of that no nope <laughs> all right all right uh my next one is oh you got another one oh okay. I got three more so oh, Jesus I'm out Okay, uh, what's your single greatest moment of personal failure? Looking back on it now, did you make did it make you weaker or stronger? What did you learn? Uh, I my real answer is that I don't think that I've made a, the biggest mistake yet. Like there's, I don't, there's I don't, more failure in your future. Is that what you're saying? I guess I I feel like there's not. I can't off the top of my head say this was my greatest failure. You know what I mean? Yeah. But my joke answer is me going to see Freddy Got Fingered. <laughs> what did I learn? Don't go see. Fr- fucking free movie yeah um yeah that is that is a like i would have to think on that I mean, for fucking yeah. days to think you know i don't feel like i've been that much of a failure in, i don't know like that's a weird way to answer it but i don't feel like i've been that much of a failure in life that something stands out to me as as a failure because i guess i try to look on the brighter side of things um there was a thanksgiving that i skipped mm. uh and my grandmother died the day after mm. uh i feel like a failure as a grandson yeah for not going to that thanksgiving okay and i think about it all the time i mean that's gotta be uh i don't know doesn't make me weaker or stronger it's just a regret that i have and i i do see that as a failure um but i'm sure there's a lot of shit to come my way well a future failure and i always think about this but i'm lazy to act on it i just think that when i get the news that either one of my parents passes away i'm gonna regret uh not seeing them more often yeah because i barely see my parents i barely talk to them too and it's uh that's gonna hit me real hard i know whenever they pass away and but at the same time i don't know i life life is passing me by too fast you know uh this that brings up a thought I had earlier. Um, fuck, it must have been Saturday. Uh, like, people people describe hell, and I don't think there's a place called hell. I think it's just regret. Because, I mean, that shit is going to live... That regret's going to be with you for the rest of your life. Mm-hmm. And you're never going to forget that shit. It's going to eat away at you little by little <laughs> for the rest of your life. Uh, I don't know. I think it, when you wallow in regret, that that's, that's like a personal hell, I think. Mm-hmm. Uh, I I uh, I envy the people that can just blow shit off, you know, and forget about stuff. <laughs> you happy, Dennis Batman? God damn it, fucking asshole! My turn, Jason Petty. Uh, would you rather be completely covered in hair or have a three-inch-long penis? 
Well, I already got the three inch wait, long wait, penis. Wait, 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 He said three foot long penis. No, that's that's a typo, my friend. That is a typo. But oh. we're gonna go with it. <laughs> three foot long penis uh, covered in hair. Yes, I would say covered in hair. I, I would think that three feet is too much penis mm. by anybody's stretch. Yeah, you're right. Like a, a magnum would fucking just that would cover the tip. Yeah, that's a that's a personal hell right there. <laughs> I'm a three foot long penis. Um, Imagine when I bang into into desk with my three inch penis. Imagine if a three foot penis. Yikes! Yikes! You can sit on it, get it twisted. You could actually tie it in a knot. <laughs> you could throw it over your shoulder like a continental <laughs> soldier. I could hold it like a shotgun, like the rifleman. <laughs> That's All right, you, yeah, you're gonna, co- you're covered gonna do in hair. covered in hair. I think <laughs> you're gonna do the Scarface. There's, there's, there's all over my wall, <laughs> holding your. Yeah, you I got the know. next one. I would uh, definitely unless... not put it in my own mouth. Uh, no. no, oh no. Uh, Juan Pablo Hernandez asks, "Farts? Will we ever trust them?" I've been scorned way too often by the farts that aren't. You know what? Fuck it, man. I just say let loose. Let what the let juice what... must flow. <laughs> the juice is loose. It's whatever. I mean, you only YOLO, right? Yo, I'm YOLO on farts. That's my <laughs> stance. That's your biggest regret was holding in a fart <laughs> or letting one go. Letting one go. Um. Hey, well, if you let let go a fart, my biggest regret is like going to the bathroom because I, I i didn't know and then just farting really loud in an echoey chamber and having everyone outside hear that oh yeah okay so a uh, quick story from your one year anniversary yeah your, your special one year uh-huh. okay so that night episode 40 episode 40 yes while we were gallivanting around i had the night off from parent parenting I remember I cut out early, and that's because uh, I got made Choro during your party. Did you? And I was like, fuck. So I went into this your regular bathroom. Mm-hmm. Uh, and when I went in there, I was like, I'll just be nice and discreet. And I was like, Pfft. it was fucking terrible. And I was like, I know anybody that's out there is going to be hearing this. And if not, they're going to be smelling this. Oh, no. So it was terrible. And I just sat there for a while until the smell kind of dissipated a little bit, and I got out of there. And then, like, less than 10 minutes later, I got the feeling again. And I was like, fuck this. And that's whenever I told you I had to go. Okay. Like, that was the only reason why. Like, I went home and, like, I was uh, Lloyd in, in, in uh, Dumb and Dumber. Maybe. Uh-huh. Maybe. No, wait. Harry? The blonde one. Yeah. I was the blonde one whenever he was on that fucking toilet. Oh, yeah, yeah. Yeah. That was me when I got home. Wow. So. Good story. Oh, yeah. <laughs> it was a party situation. I'm like, everybody's having fun. I, I remember when I left, I started the piggy, like, everybody piggybacked off me and the uh-huh. party was over because of my bowels. <laughs> Way to go, party killer. Damn it. No, it was fun. Um, well, and on that note, <laughs> we're going to uh, we're gonna leave the audience with uh, an interview from <laughs> Latino Film Festival with uh, Pedro Vivas Hernandez, and uh, he's going to talk some crazy shit with ma- mostly you. I'm going to try and get on the UFO topic, but uh, you're going to get into some hacker shit. Oh, I'm sorry. Yeah, he he, he got into some... Uh, you'll, you'll hear. You'll hear it. Uh, thanks for listening. Gently, go fuck yourself. UFOs! See a ghost! Crazy unexplained shit! It's a 10 
when I used to get. Yeah. Uh, is, it, is it like going splitting to the two? Yeah, it's going That's to nice. Ooh. Um, we're here with <laughs> Pedro <laughs> Hernandez. Pedro Vivas Hernandez. Pedro Vivas Hernandez. Yeah, actually, that's that's what a common the hell, thing. Man, I'm no. so sorry. No, it's totally cool. Um, actually, uh, that that happens. I might as well just change my name to Pedro Hernandez. But it's like that. In, in I don't do the hyphen because my family doesn't do the hyphen. I don't know why. But oh, like, uh, yeah, Vivas is my like dad's name. No, but what's in a name? You know? <laughs> just your identity. <laughs> well, as you saw, maybe <laughs> maybe that can change. Uh, <laughs> But For our listeners, he wrote, directed, and starred in, which is a good term to use. Yes. Starred, yeah. Uh, <laughs> in uh, El Pana El Gringo. Gringo. Um, it was a great film. Thank you. I appreciate um, it. I want. I have a question just because I don't speak Spanish. Uh, what does Pana mean? Oh, oh yeah. It's pretty good. Um, Pana, uh, at least in Venezuela, is like a colloquialism that stems from like the kind of very Venezuelan thing to like hang out at bakeries. Okay. No and, like yeah. Panaderia? Okay. Yeah, exactly. So everyone kind of hangs out at bakeries, like I guess in the 40s or whatever. Okay. <laughs> and... <laughs> And then they just started calling each other kind of like panas, like panaderia. Okay. Like we're those of the panaderia. Um, but yeah, so it's like a very common way to wow. like call someone like a buddy or a friend or a paisano or something like that. Okay. Carnal, yeah, That's something cool. like that. Compay. Okay. I had no idea. Uh, by the way, we're also joined by Mike V. Rodriguez. Hello. And Kara the Beacon Birch. The Beacon. Hello. I am the Beacon. I give everybody a nickname. I don't have one for you because. I didn't expect to do this podcast. No, that's wonderful. <laughs> uh, uh, see, Pedro Pana, Pedro, Pedro, um, Pedro Pana Viva Hernandez, Pedro, uh, it's a long one, Gr- Gringolandia, <laughs> Gringolandia. Um, <laughs> Gringo Phasma, uh, like Phantasma, and also, uh-huh. well, I'm not that pale, I wouldn't gotcha. say. But <laughs> uh, so we were talking before the podcast before we did we're here at latino houston latino film festival yes we are and uh before today's uh film started which was a, a large group of shorts and yours was included we were talking about our mutual love of uf ufology ufology absolutely and yes. uh <laughs> didn't they just didn't the government just release a bunch of like top secret like ufo like documents not just like six months ago i think yeah somebody it was like on the X Files, is uh, and they called it the X Files. Yeah, mm-hmm. I, I think it was a, a bunch of NASA files, right? Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. Oh, I have a story about NASA. Okay, go for it. So, um, <laughs> one of my closest friends in college, um, maybe I shouldn't say his name. I won't say his name. Oh, maybe I shouldn't say this. Anyway, <laughs> <laughs> don't self censor yourself, yeah, man. Yeah, because I'm thinking. No, no, because he was like, well, don't tell anybody. <laughs> I don't know. Change anyway, his name. Um, we'll be fine. <laughs> his name is uh, Table Red Book. Uh, <laughs> anyway, no, he he he. I, long story short, he his grandpa or something worked at NASA, and he said that there are things that he could not explain away. Right. And I mean, I I do feel like what we were talking about before, right? That it's I think it's logical to just keep an open mind to mm-hmm. things. Um. But what what's newest in the UFO world? Man. I don't know. Uh, I haven't really been too deeply into it lately within the past, since I started podcasting, basically. But uh, I've 
I've never lost um, uh, my curiosity towards this thing called the uh, the Black Knight satellite. What's, oh shit! Yeah, the Black Knight that with the in the picture. Didn't they say that that might have been like a blanket though? Yeah, that's the story that yeah. NASA gives. But no way. I mean, <laughs> that thing's been up there since before uh, you know human space travel. Wait, where where did where did they say that? Uh, well. Uh, you know, I see <laughs> the <Yeah>. websites. <laughs> That's true. Uh, what was that website I sent you? Uh, oh, geez. Oh, Beyond Top Secret. Yeah, that website has a lot of information. But uh, is it on the deep web? No, <laughs> unfortunately. Tor server. Yeah. <laughs> uh, Something I've been incredibly obsessed with, which is not like much like uh, alien and space related, but it is like hacker and dark web mm-hmm. related. Is Cicada three three zero one? Mm-hmm. Um, have you guys heard of Cicada three three zero one? No. Okay, so we're getting whispered. Oh um, man, no, it's the this is, with the codes and people had to crack them and go to a site. Yes, yes, I've heard of it. Yes, it's uh, it's and kind of insane. If you see insane. the code, you kind of get into a zombified <laughs> Well, kinda. People disappear. What? Yeah, but the thing is that the thing is that is it like people disappeared because they don't want to be involved with it or whatever. But um, all right, so I'm I'm not gonna get into it because I become like super super obsessed with it. But the idea is that in 2012 there was this uh, thing that came up in 4chan about um, crack this code and you know you'll get to the next puzzle or whatever you'll be closer to you know getting mm-hmm. to our organization um, and there was a picture of a cicada like mm-hmm. a silhouette and that's all that people went by and it's like there's no puzzle and then when you actually multiplied the dimensions of the picture and put a dot com at the end of it it took you to another picture um, so um, they do stuff like that and hackery stuff like uh, you have to put it through a piece of software that you can only use on Linux and like um, essentially uh, like the image has like text embedded into it and you have to interpret it and then a bunch of really amazing cool weird stuff um, and then by the end of like uh, January of 2012 so, so like a group of people had like broken through and actually had solved the puzzle and they got invited into a forum uh, where they were working on encryption like open source encryption software like legitimate and it was just like this hacker group that was um, like super um, all about like privacy um, and then they developed uh, all sorts of like um, open source kind of software that didn't go anywhere mm-hmm. and then like the moderators of the forum left and then next thing you know um these like group of hackers they don't have you know like leaders anymore in this organization and get dropped from the organization altogether or a bunch of them just like left because they got so bored because they were all like 15 year olds and they thought that they were like gonna be working for the government but it was just like another group of like weirdos Um, but it's like really amazing and then the next year they came out with a whole new set of puzzles which was even harder and then the year after that they came out with a set of puzzles that like had like this dec- like encrypted book like essentially like this like really kind of like occulty like Aleister Crowley sort of thing where uh, page after page after page is like 82 pages that are all in like runes and when you decipher the runes it like has like a whole story and also like clues to get to the next point in the puzzle and for the last two years no one's been able to crack the, the rest of the book only 18 pages have been deciphered wow yeah so it's kind of so this is kind of amazing technically it's an arg the thing is that we don't know if it's an arg because yeah. no one's taken credit for it mm, and it's okay. literally been like four years mm-hmm. and like there is evidence to say that this is actually like a legitimate group that used an mm-hmm. arg yeah to kind of also like 
find people they trust to work with, which is really fascinating to me. That reminds me of, uh, this was this happened in 2012, a uh, band I like, Death Grips. Oh, yeah. Death they Grips had a huge thing where they were like, there's a picture here, and if you look at the code behind it, you get a, a, a dress that looks like the end of a Imgur. Oh. So then people like put that into Imgur, and there was another picture. This led to that and the other, and 4chan solved it in a couple of days, and at the end of that, they released an album. Oh. And people found out about it. Yeah. Oh, my God. That's how they leaked the... That was yeah. uh, Mel of Deep Web. Was, yeah. That's how they leaked it. Yeah. I didn't, I didn't know the story behind that. I just had known that. Like, yeah. It, yeah. They, no. they, they leaked the album at the end of that, and they also leaked instrumentals for their, their Money Store right. album yeah. and all that stuff. So that's amazing. I like, I like this stuff like... Well, I'm the only one in this room that actually goes to 4chan as well. <laughs> <clears throat> so I'm, I'm really interested in the ARG anonymous people coming together to solve things. I think it's really cool. That is really cool. No, I think that's what I, I am obsessed about myself is that you can... Just everybody has different skills and when they all come together, that's exactly it. you know? Yeah. It, it's um it's the closest thing to kind of like a, a live D and D game yeah. that uh that I'd ever seen. But yeah, that's that's what I've been obsessed about. <laughs> I like literally check like there's a wiki that someone made about how all the puzzles have been solved up to this point. Mm-hmm. Um and like literally spent just like a whole week just like on my phone reading it and once a week I check for updates. Wow. Um, yeah. <laughs> too too maybe too deep into yeah, it. <laughs> <way too deep. laughs> uh, because it's so what, inconsequential. What Oh man, not I don't know if lately any, um, but you were telling me that you read Project Blue Book when you were a kid. No, 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 no. When I was a book about Project exactly. Um, When I was a little kid, um, I was like I was into science fiction, but I wasn't like um, just like anybody else. It's like seven, I guess, growing up. Um, But I, a friend of my. <laughs> a friend of my um, mom's hat is like really into like the occult and like uh, uh, reading about like aliens and all sorts of stuff like fantastical things and um, he lent me this book um, and actually he just had a bookcase of it and I think I picked this one <laughs> and essentially what happened was that I take it out I open it and it essentially had like these really amazing pictures and like um, kind of eyewitness accounts of like uh, how someone got abducted or they saw a UFO or whatever and then uh, it also told you like the believability and why it was believable um, and why the, the author thought that it was worth even putting in the book um, and what to look out for for like in like a re- like what's going to be real and what's not going to be real and what can't just be explained away and they talked about a couple things in the book that started blowing my mind um like blue book and how there were like men in black that showed up at one of the people's houses and then they just froze and then like they couldn't control their bodies and it's only because they had been involved with blue book and all sorts of stuff and and then i just became like scared shitless for the rest of my life um but yeah no i and then also I guess, like, soon after that, I had, like, watched Mothman um, mm-hmm. Prophecies, mm-hmm. which is, like, an okay movie, but um, shot in Pittsburgh, uh, where mm-hmm. I grew up. Um, but, yeah, so uh, there was, like, a whole section on Mothman, actually, in this book. Um, and since, it, like, Mothman happened so close to where I grew up, it's, like, Point Pleasant or whatever is, like, just a couple hours away. I was like, what if the Mothman <laughs> is around here? I mean, they shot the movie here. And I just started, like, every... Anyone like that looks kind of like uh, a man in black. I, I I would for years. I was I didn't go outside. Um, <laughs> but but yeah, I love I love science fiction. Did you ever watch uh, Unsolved Mysteries? The uh, UFO stuff. Yeah. No. Absolutely. 
many moons that, ago. That that show like it should not come on so late at night. I mean, I was <laughs> oh my god, I true. was like a young kid to a teen. True. And oh, he's scared shit. <laughs> uh, do you guys remember the one about the Bermuda Triangle? I was so mm-hmm. obsessed with the Bermuda Triangle in Atlantis for yeah. so long. Um, and just like how people would just disappear. Mm-hmm. And uh, when you fly to Venezuela through like New York, so you go Pittsburgh, New York, Venezuela, you have to fly through the fucking triangle. <laughs> yeah. And I would, I would be so, I was dying. I was like, the... no, exactly. I think my, my mom would <laughs> say, I think we're, I think we're going over right now. Yeah, exactly. No, right. eight minutes. <laughs> <laughs> oh no. my goodness. Yeah. So you're uh, how old is your watch? Um, I'm 24. 24, okay. <clears throat> you're just a baby. A how baby. are you making films <laughs> at 24, man? Oh, man. Not, I don't sleep that much is one trick that I pull. and um, One weird trick. Yeah, I mean, I, I kind of, I'm very fortunate and I have a, a lot of friends and family. Like I told you, like all the people that helped me make that movie mm. were my friends um, that I went to school with pretty much or like part of a collective. Um, in New York and there were people that helped me out there it's very fortunate to have a support group on so many levels and yeah I guess like in high school see I, I wanted to be a, a, a mangaka like a anime cartoon mm-hmm. guy mm-hmm. Um, ever since I was like is that what they're called mangaka yeah because like oh, sure. manga is the actual like uh-huh. uh, drawn cartoon form um, and ka the da- is like the dash ka is like a like a, a, a suffix that essentially says this is the type of person he is so like I think like um, someone who is um, uh, like a different profession, you just use the word that is that thing. But maybe I don't know. I haven't. Uh, I'm, my Japanese is rusty. But um, oh, yeah. You're here? Oh man, I got it. <laughs> no, dude. You're, oh man. Pause. <laughs> no, man. It's here at Okay. No, this is nice. No, this yeah. is good. It yeah. keeps. Oh, there's. We're yeah. recording live. Recording live, live, live. <laughs> But yeah, I wanted to be a, a cartoonist um, mm. for the longest time, or manga in the very in particular, or manga in particular. But I loved like Calvin and Hobbes and yeah. like. Uh, well, you look one. like a Calvin and Hobbes. Guy. Yeah, I, I don't know what it is, man. <laughs> <laughs> I, you see so it? Much, I mean. Maybe it's the twee nature of my <laughs> <laughs> of my uh, living. But no, I mean, yeah. So I got into that, and then into animation, and then eventually. What are your favorite anime? Oh, great question. Now we're <laughs> now we're getting into. We're gonna the, Limited to five, okay? okay. <laughs> right. No, no, I'll go. I'll go top three. Um, Akira for sure. Uh-huh. Um, I like uh, Paprika. Oh, yeah. uh, Satoshi Khan. Um, and the Cowboy Bebop movie. Yeah. Ride or Die. Love that fucking movie so much. That's awesome. like my favorite show. Like, oh, that movie was fucking great. I was, yeah. I was able to see it in theaters. They had a small run in Austin whenever it was released. Oh, that's awesome. That was what, like 2001? 2000? Yeah, something yeah. like that. So I was just getting into college and and I remember we drove over to Austin and watched it in a Alamo Draft House. It was, it's a... Oh, uh, yeah, yeah. So it was awesome. a small, small little theater. It was great. <clears throat> That's one of those uh, rare movies that is not only incredibly beautiful to like watch and to think about, but also that is just like a captivating, easy story oh, yeah. to like it's, get it's, on. It's so self-contained for a movie, oh, totally based on an anime because it, you don't really need to know much to follow that. Shit. Movie. Yeah. I, I totally agree. And that's what was amazing about the show, that, like, if you watched any episode, you didn't really need any other episode, oh. except, like... This is, yeah, there's a, a, they, they kept the overarching storyline very few and far between, so you, there's a lot of them that are just really self-contained episodes that you can't, you don't... It doesn't deal with anything else. Yeah. You know? Have you guys ever watched Cowboy Bebop? Yes. Uh, you should watch Kara. Kara, watch it. Um, Go do it. I'm it's on Netflix. Right have you ever it's, seen Firefly? It's, it's kind of like it's Firefly. Kinda, yeah. yeah. I love Firefly. 
So it, it's, it's, guy, it's cowboys out in space, bounty hunters. Cowboy Bebop is yeah. older than Firefly. Oh, of course, of course, of course. Yeah. And they never really get on top, which is great. Yep. Uh, they always, you know, whenever they finally get the guy, it's like so much damage has been done that they get like $5 instead of what they want. <laughs> yeah. No, it's, it's, that's amazing. That and Samurai Champloo, it's like, yeah. that director is, uh, is one of Satoshi Kon, man, I was sad whenever he died because, yeah. like, his movies are amazing. He fucking made, it's like, he had cancer, right? He had and, cancer. And he, and he just he smoked did. till the day he died. He didn't yeah. give a shit. Mm-hmm. Um, and you should see, uh, I have some, if you ever want to see him, uh, Gabe, uh, his movies they're all mind fucks and they're all like really well told stories well so one of them's more straightforward that's tokyo godfathers yeah tokyo like, godfathers pretty yeah but that's perfect also blue really cool. is really fucked up uh <laughs> there, there, there's a scene of perfect blue that uh oh what's that dude direct and what's darren aronofsky yes yeah he's totally ripped off like a scene from that anime and put it into oh uh Reckon for a dream Reckon for a dream whenever oh. that girl's screaming underwater when she's mm-hmm. taking a bath like that was shot for shot like a replication of the anime okay there's a funny story <clears throat> to that in that like he bought the rights for perfect blue oh yeah just so just did. for that shot but then when black swan came out which is essentially yeah. perfect blue just with ballerinas hmm. um like literally like black swan is essentially like pretty much a mm-hmm. shot for shot like a perfect blue oh. um yeah it's kind of yeah. kind of amazing it's- the story behind Perfect Blue is there's a pop star that's being pressured to uh, go into acting and do things she's not really comfortable with, and she starts having like a psyche break. And when, as the viewer, you don't know what's real, what's not. Just like Black Swan, where okay, what the hell's going on? Oh, she's pulling off her fucking finger now. <laughs> oh, I totally uh, forgot about that. That was uh, a thing. And Akira. Whew. Ooh, yeah. I'm. I'm. I have been really lazy about it, which really sucks because it's awesome. I, I'm reading the, the manga. Oh, cool. But I'm like, I think there's 34 books, and I'm on number nine oh, or man. 14. It's thick. It's a yeah, lot of shit. And so, yeah. like, the movie kind of suffers because you have so much being condensed into a two-hour movie. But it's still like that. I think Akira was the first anime I saw as a semi-adult. I mean, I was, I was in high school. Uh, it was that and Ghost in the Shell. So that oh, Ghost in the Shell. Sure. Have a close to my heart because that was just my introduction to it. And I think I really like the more adult side of anime. I really don't like the you know the guy moves in with the whole bunch of girls. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, that's animes, which, yeah. which is a lot of them. So many of them. No, I agree. I I kind of despise those like thoroughly. But like, there's a there's an opportunity with anime that you can do. Oh yeah. Like such uh, mature kind of like retrospections. Like Satoshi Kon's work is yeah. also incredibly like well thought I, out. I agree. Yeah, Japan has. Well, they just have that whole. In America, it's like cartoons are for kids. Hands right. down. Car- if it's a cartoon, it's for kids. But in Japan, they don't see it that way. So I think that a lot of people can do things that you couldn't do with traditional live action or exactly. CG. Yeah, and they can tell a good adult story. They it's something that's straight from out of their head instead of trying to make it work with live action. Yeah. No, it becomes a kind of an otherworldly experience, and that's that's kind of the feeling that I still get when watching like a good piece of anime. Um, and you know, hello, um, secret meeting. Secret meeting. Uh, we're plotting right now to take over the world. I mean, uh, well, first step is first. Uh, we're gonna uh, allow everyone to have ponies. Um, everyone's gonna get a pony in my world. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, well, we can put like narwhal like horns on them. Um, and I feel be... like we just broke from reality. <laughs> <laughs> Do you have t-shirts for world domination? 
Oh, we're all going to have T-shirts. Um, they're going to be designed. Whoever designed these are, is, is, by the way, I really like the, these oh, yeah. shirts. The, the, these, oh, the shirts. I mean, I like that. I yeah. also like these a lot. They work together. I yeah, they work. They all work. So <laughs> it's like this festival is like really well designed. Yeah, that was yeah. Uh, Dave. He's the, he's the, he's the mastermind yeah. behind that. Um, what were we talking Fist about? Fist of the North Star? Do you like oh, that? Oh, damn. I never watched Fist of the North Star. No shit. Yeah, no. but I, no, I always it's wanted to. It's a little lowbrow, <laughs> but uh, it's fun. I like, I like that one. Um, there was one, there was another one, though, that was kind of like Fist of the North Star that came out at the same time. I loved Saint Seiya, which has very similar art. It was about, like, the Zodiac Warriors, and it, each, like, it was essentially like Power Rangers, but, like, an anime of it. Yeah. And mm-hmm. it was, like, all Greek kind of based. That's a lot, that was mm-hmm. a lot of fun. But, yeah, man, my show growing up. Wait, Wait, is it is that a uh, Los Caballeros de Zodiac? Los Caballeros de Zodiac. Sí. Okay. Yes. And I, I know, know it. Spanish, and I, I know it in Spanish too. And then I when I was looking I for it forever that. growing up, and it was like Saint Seiya. What the fuck is Saint Seiya? That's Real big response in the Latin American market. For real. Yeah. Yeah. Um, <laughs> my my shit grown. Well, I mean, I didn't get to watch it until I was like in high school and stuff, but. Uh, Evangelion, the Angenesis. Oh, sure. That's <laughs> my shit. No, that one's good. <laughs> That's uh, You might like that show. It's, it's deep. There's all this cult stuff in the show, like big time, so you might, you might dig it. Cool. Uh, I think it's about time to wrap up. Uh, do you want to give any contact info or your yeah, Insta? Uh, or... My Insta? <laughs> I mean, uh, you can follow me on Twitter um, where I post uh, uh, Fridge Magnets of Frida Kahlo oh. and uh, Calvin and Hobbes cartoons <laughs> <laughs> pretty much and uh, yeah, talk about dumb stuff um, at uh, Pedro Vivash um, that's P-D-R-O-V-I-V-A-S-H and if you search for me on most social media including and not limited to uh, Vimeo or just PedroVivish.com uh, you can find me there on the internetosphere. Is your is your film available to the general public? To the public eye? Not yet as it's still like going through like festival submissions etc but yeah hopefully in a year I'll, I'll okay. throw it up on Vimeo. Uh, let me know and I'll share it. That would be lovely. Hey, thanks, thanks for, guys. Thanks for being on the show. Hey that was um, lovely I hope there was something in there that you could you could you could take. It's all going on. Oh, amazing! Gabe, Mike, <laughs> even yeah. the burps, even the, even the burps. <laughs> especially yeah, somebody the burps. had a monster because I, I breathing that. Was it you? It was probably me. I, Sorry, I you both had monsters. I was I was blowing this. Away. <laughs> I was, I did not and it was burp drifting to me. <laughs> I didn't. Sorry, dog. It's all right. Love, gotta, love you guys. Love everybody. Goodbye.
Tell the girl, don't own me, don't prom me. This pull out, this bomb me. Relax, 